This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Prices these days for new and used cars have zoomed upwards with no end in sight. A car buying expert explains the reasons behind the sticker shock and has advice to help you get the car you need. Be flexible on color and the make and model. Also, if you think you're going to be in the market for a vehicle, you probably want to start that process now. Then, you accept a job offer based on promises made by the recruiter, only to find out the job is nothing like you expected. We'll have tips to help you avoid this dilemma. 72% said they'd start a new job and felt an immediate sense of regret that the role or the organization was very different than they were led to believe in the recruiting process. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. If you're in the market for a new or used car, you're well aware that vehicle prices are sky high. What's causing the sticker shock? And how can you get that car you need? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the story. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is auto buying expert Tom McParland. He's been running a car buying service since 2012, and he writes on a regular basis about car buying in such places as Popular Science and the car advice website Car Bibles. Tom, let's start with just an overview of today's car buying environment. Is this the worst time for consumers in our lifetimes to buy a car, or has this been exaggerated a bit? Arguably, this is the most challenging car market I have seen in my career. What are the factors that have made this car buying environment so difficult right now? Well, to put it plainly, supply and demand economics don't favor the buyer. So we've got this microchip shortage that consumers are somewhat aware of. And so manufacturers can't make enough new cars due to supplier issues. And therefore, with fewer new cars on the lot, prices are increasing. Consumers that are looking for new cars and are finding lots to be empty or are finding prices to be inflated or then pivoting to the pre-owned market because those are more available in the near term. And therefore, with more buyers moving to pre-owned, prices are rising there as well. To put it plainly, there's just a lack of supply compared to demand in both the new and pre-owned market, and that's why prices are through the roof. I've read that some new car dealers actually prefer this new world where buyers have to order a car and wait for it, and the dealers aren't paying interest on an entire lot full of inventory. Do you think things will eventually get back to normal, or has the process of car buying changed permanently? I think we'll start to see some normalcy as production and supplier issues improve, but I don't think we're going to see the same times that we used to see of massive discounts on new cars and dealers with, you know, two, 300 cars in the lot. So I think some dealers and manufacturers are moving more towards an order model, though the majority of Americans, it's going to take them a while to really kind of tune into that. As most car buyers, when they want something, they want to go on a lot, they want to buy it now or they want to buy it within the short term and drive it home. As for the dealer's preferences, yes, dealers don't have to carry interest on current inventory But dealers are also selling fewer cars. So while they may be happy with the order situation, you know, if they're used to selling 100 cars a month and now they're only selling 30 cars a month, even if all 30 of those cars are factory ordered, they would much rather be selling those other 70 cars if they had them on the lot. 
When people buy a home, cash buyers are kind of king, but tell us why cash buyers at dealerships are less desirable customers. Well, cash buyers have always been less desirable customers to dealerships. Dealerships make money in the finance office. That's a huge profit center for them. So if you have a price negotiated and you show up with a check ready to go, that income stream of trying to upsell you on warranties and service plans and whatever else, that door is closed. Dealers will also make money on the loans themselves. They will get some type of kickbacks from the lenders to get you a loan. So that income stream is closed if you're a cash buyer. And that has been the case for some time. What's happening now is that because the dealers have a lot more power and are less desperate for customers, they have the ability to just turn away a cash buyer in favor of somebody else showing up and taking the financing or taking the add-ons or what have you. Tom, car dealers in at least some instances are adding on some creative new fees that seem to be pretty abnormal, if not downright abusive. What kinds of extra charges have you seen and what can consumers do other than just walk away? That's an excellent question. And the additional fees and markups and all kinds of nonsense, this isn't really anything new. Just more dealers have become emboldened or empowered to use these types of tactics. Whereas dealer groups that were notorious for high fees, those customers would be like, well, forget it. I'll just go to the guy down the street because they got the same car with lower fees. Well, now they may not have that option anymore. Consumers can always push back and try to negotiate whatever they think is abnormal and you have nothing to lose by doing so. And if at the end of the day, the price doesn't fit the value that the consumer feels is warranted, then that person can walk. So what people want to realize is there are certain fees that are more reasonable than others. Obviously, you see a sales tax. Everybody has to pay sales tax for a vehicle and sales tax is going to be assessed on where you register the car, not where you buy the car. Almost every dealer is going to charge some type of dock or dealer fee to kind of handle the paperwork for the DMV, titling, registration, loans, etc. And this is almost always going to be more than what your local municipality is going to charge because, frankly, the dealer has people on staff that handles that paperwork. And those are salaried employees. They're not salespeople. So those costs have to be covered. So if you see a couple hundred dollars in additional dealer or dock fees on top of your sales tax and DMV charges, I don't think that's egregious for a dealer to charge that so that they can handle the paperwork on your behalf. Where things start to get a little ridiculous is when you start to see things like reconditioning fees or security VIN etching or any type of forced service plans or agreements or those types of things in the thousands of dollars. Consumers definitely want to push back on those types of things. Our guest on InfoTrack is car buying expert Tom McParland. Tom, for people who are looking in the used car market, do you have any advice that may help other than simply wait? Yeah, and wait really isn't that great of advice because if somebody has a car that's in not great working order and they need a vehicle to get their family around or get to work, they may not have the luxury of waiting 12 to 18 months, which is what most people are predicting, you know, a correction to happen in the market. So I guess folks in the used market definitely look at the overlap between new and used cars because that's really going to be the key thing. What we're finding is that, let's say, a new Honda crossover retails for $30,000. You look in the pre-owned market and used ones are $28,000 and they're three years old with 30,000 miles. And, you know, the logic just doesn't make sense there. If you can score a new one at sticker price, then there's no use in paying for a pre-owned. So beware of that overlap between new and used, and it may be worth spending a few more bucks just on the new car. If you're, let's say, on the lower end of the spectrum, 
being flexible and somewhat creative on what you're looking for and how you're sourcing it. Customers should shop beyond their immediate zone. So maybe they need to look at cars and other metros that are further away and look into shipping and transporting vehicles to them. That will just increase your net and increase your available inventory. Also, right now is a good idea to start looking at cars that maybe aren't as popular. So, you know, the sedan market has kind of been on the downslope for quite some time compared to the crossover market. So, you know, if a sedan can fit your needs for the next year or two or three or more, you may find a better value in that market compared to a crossover or SUV. Also, look at brands that maybe aren't quite as popular than others. You know, everybody's going for Hondas and Toyotas and Subarus, but, you know, something like a Buick or a Lincoln or a Kia, depending on what you're after, again, could provide a better value proposition for you. Tom, we're nearly out of time, but do you have any final words of advice for someone who is in need of buying a car soon and maybe is thinking, I don't know what to do? The key pieces of information are be flexible on what you're after, especially in terms of color and equipment and trim and all that other stuff. Be flexible maybe about the make and model. Be flexible in terms of where you're sourcing that vehicle. So the more flexibility you build in, the better your chances. Also, if you think you're going to be in the market for a vehicle, you probably want to start that process now. Don't wait till your current vehicle is not working and you have to scramble because the people that need something immediately are the ones that are most likely paying premiums for those cars because they have to buy them now. So if you think you might want to buy something within the next six to eight months, start doing the research now. Start looking into dealer orders, those types of things so that time is on your side. You're going to be more likely to score a competitive price. Car buying expert Tom McParland. Tom, how can listeners find out more about you and your car buying service? My website is automatchconsulting.com. Well, thanks again for joining us today. You got it. Thank you so much. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, a new job, but the perks they promise don't exist. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.